self-conformity Everyone looks the same to me Pray to let their voices be heard Feel the freedom when you hear your name Know your beauty's unique and not supposed to be the same So grab the wind by the tail Keep going if you fail Travel your own journey Paint the lyrics to your melody beautiful people it is monday august the 9th 2021 and this is rebecca hall boxley and you have tuned in to sunflowers life coaching and motivational speaking first of all i want to say that i had a great weekend i hope you guys had a great weekend and i want to do something just a little bit differently today so i want to start out with um if you i want you guys to take a few seconds and if you have facebook go on to facebook and just search for sunflowers life coaching and motivation speaking. If you come across a page with a whole bunch of sunflowers, that's me. I love sunflowers. And the reason why is because young sunflowers always look to the sun. They always look for the positive. That's the way I take it. Anyway. They always look for the positive side. They always look for the best outcome or the best situation or the best reason out of any situation they encounter. So if you guys are on Facebook, go to the search bar. And just type in Sunflowers Life Coaching. And I also want to take another second. I want to do something a little bit different again. And I want you guys to just, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're just sitting down at home, then do it. If you're driving, just inhale exhale. So I want you guys to inhale for four seconds. And exhale out your mouth for ten seconds. Inhale through your nose for four seconds. Exhale out of your mouth for ten seconds. So. I'm going to do it real quick, and it goes. And I want you guys to do that um, for about a minute or so. And that's just to relax you. You know, so I'm going to give you guys a few, a few seconds to do that. And you guys can, you really can do that whenever you are overwhelmed or whenever you just need to take a chill pill and relax. It's really beneficial. <laughs> Trust me, it works for me. Sometimes I have to go, whoosa, and just walk away. Or just have to go in the bathroom and inhale, exhale a couple times and then come back outside with a smile on my face like I wasn't just about to burn everything down to the ground. Okay, just saying. Just saying. So, anyway. So this week we are going to talk about, um, of course, self-esteem and how do I increase my self-esteem. Last week we spoke about the uh, what causes self-esteem. The week before that we, call, we talked about the consequences of self-esteem. So this week we are going to talk about how do I increase my self-esteem, right? So there I have five takes on how to increase your self-esteem. And it's all to deal with your mind, your happiness, your actions, your pride, and reflecting on your time. So these are the five steps that I take to increase my self-esteem or to just try and get better at certain things in life that 
when something may bother me. This week we are going to talk about taking back your mind. Okay? So I don't know if you guys have ever been on my Facebook page. Um, I go, I went live once. <laughs> I need to go live more. I need to be more active on social media, but I am terrible with social media. Sorry, you guys give me one second. So I am terrible with social media, but on my social media page, what I talked about was your kingdom, building up your kingdom, taking time out to just really treat your body, your mind, and your soul as though it was a village and you are the king or the queen of your village. Now, what do you mean by that? What you mean by that, girl? What you mean a village and a kingdom? How am I going to do that? You know? So what I mean by respecting your body as if it was a village and you were on the throne and you had to rule over the wealthy people and you had to rule over the poor people. How are you going to treat the people in your kingdom? How are you going to treat the people in your village? How are you going to treat the peasants that, you know, were not brought up with money and wealth and they don't have food to eat, but they're starving. You have people dying from hunger and disease. How are you going to treat those people? You know, you have to reflect your mind and your body and your soul as as those people. So, you know, we want to treat our minds as if it's the peasants in our kingdom. We want to treat our minds as if it's the poor people in our kingdom, the disabled people in our kingdom. And how do we do that? You know, if your poor people are out here starving to death, what are you going to do? You're going to feed them. But what are you going to feed them? Because what you're feeding your mind or what you're going to feed the poor or the peasants in your kingdom is going to reflect on not only your ruling style, but how they feel about you as a ruler. If you just go out here and you just give them wheat and say, here you go, you know, at least you're not starving. <laughs> at least you got something to eat. They're going to be like, yes, yeah, she fed us, but she could have did a little bit more. She eating steaks and ribeyes and baked chicken and fried chicken every night when we out here having to eat wheat. Like, duh, that's just terrible. But if you go out here and you say, hey, I have some seeds for you. I want you to harvest up these seeds, and that way whenever it harvests, you can cultivate it, and then you have food to eat for a longer period of time. However, until you get to the place that you need to be, I am going to feed you healthy and nutritious food. I'm going to support you, even if I have to eat the same thing you're eating, that's perfectly fine, as long as I know that you are healthy and you are good. Your people are going to look up to you a little bit more. You know, they're going to respect you a little bit more. And our mind is the same way. So how do you, how do you even begin, you know, to take control of your mind? How do you even begin to feed your mind positive thoughts and positive feelings and think positively all the time? Because trust me, that's hard to do. You know, that is very, very hard to do. To just retrain your mind, that's very hard to do while I'm thinking about that. Okay, so while you guys are on my Facebook page, <laughs> I want you guys to shoot me a message and I am going to send you a free journal. It is called Sunflowers Life Coaching Journal. And in the journal, you know, every day you have a new situation. Uh, every day you have a new page. And on that page, I want you to tell me how your day was. 
what went wrong, what went right, and then on the next page, I want you to vent. Now, if you had a good day, say you had a good day and say why you had a good day. If you had a bad day, say you had a bad day and tell me why you had a bad day. But if it was only one situation that made that day bad, uh-uh, you had a good day. You just had one bad incident, okay? So, back to what I'm talking about. So, whenever you are taking back your mind and you're treating your mind like you're treating the poor people in your village, I want you to identify the reasons why you feel like you have low self-esteem. Now, this, how do you identify the reasons why you have low self-esteem? Now, this goes back into last week when we talked about the causes of low self-esteem. If you sit down and you think about the things and the reasons, because, you know, there's some things that I'll do, like, for instance, story time. So, my niece that lives with me, you know, we've had her for a long time, that lives with me, um... She has a bad habit of not saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and no, ma'am. She'll say yes, she'll say no. First of all, you guys, I am from the country, okay? I am from the hillsides of South Carolina, the west part, um, Anderson County, up there with Clemson University. We are country to the bottom, okay? We are country. And when someone walks, and whenever adults walk in the house, you say hello to every adult that walks in the house. And if, a, if an adult says something to you, you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. If an adult call your name, you answer the first time. That's just the way that I was brought up, and that's the way that I raised her. However, she don't always like to listen, you know? And I say all of that to say, I do that because that's the way I was raised. That's the way my mother brought me up. So I want you to identify the reasons for your low self-esteem. You need to figure out why you think the way you think. Is it because of something that a parent said? Is it something, is it because something that a sibling said or a cousin or a best friend? You know, most of the times the way we feel about ourselves, it's not because it comes from some stranger on the street or someone you don't know. It's because it comes from someone that you love, like love, love, love to the core. And you take everything that comes out of their mouth to heart. But I'm here to tell you today, baby, not everyone's opinion is an opinion that should matter. Whether you love them to the core or whether you just met them on the street, not everything that everyone says has to matter. And it took me a very long time to stop and realize and think, okay, just because you said that, that doesn't mean that I have to take it in. You know, every time something comes out of someone else's mouth, you are eating it. And whether you are eating it positively or you are eating it negatively, words are like, Healthy food and bad food. Positive words is like going to whole foods, right? Negative words is like going through, is like going to McDonald's, right? Those negative words are going to affect your body a lot quicker or your mind a lot quicker than going to whole foods that's going to take a little bit more process and you're going, you're not going to see the effects, but you're going to feel the effects. You know, with McDonald's, you're going to see the effects a lot quicker. So that's how you have to think about when um, negative and positive words and negative and positive thoughts and when someone comes to you and says something negative or positive to you. doesn't matter who it is. You know, so in the journal, Soft Flowers Life Coaching Journal, I want you to write down whenever you do something and you feel like it's something that's negative or something that affected you negatively, I want you to write down where it came from. Write down the very first instance 
you felt that way or the very first time you heard someone say something negative to you and it made you redo your behavior okay so the next one and taking back your mind taking back control over your mind building up the village and the kingdom with starting with the peasant because the people you're you're only as strong as the weakest link so we're going to go with the peasants first the next step is to acknowledge your past but don't dwell on it i don't think you guys understand how how strong and how positive that is right acknowledge your past but don't dwell on it what you mean sis <laughs> what you mean sis acknowledging my past i don't want to acknowledge my past well, how are you going to move on from it? How are you going to heal from it if you can't feel it? If you can't acknowledge that, it, yes, it happened to me, but that does not define who I am. That's what we're talking about here. I want you to say, yes, I grew up poor, but this is who I am now, and that's not going to dictate who I am for the future. Okay? Yes, I grew up without a father in my house, but no, I am not going to allow that to stop me from doing what I needed to do. Yes, I grew up without my mother, but hey, I had my auntie, I had my grandma, I had my uncle. I had somebody in my life showing me the way. And if you didn't, I didn't have that either. But I'm on the path and God is showing me the way that I need to go. So that way, I'm not allowing that past to dictate my future. You need to acknowledge your past. Acknowledge what you've done and what's been done to you. And it's okay that you've been through that because, baby, every every situation is a lesson. Everything you go through is a lesson, whether you want to learn from that lesson or you or you don't. But until you learn from that lesson, you're going to keep repeating that cycle. And that's why you need to acknowledge your past. Because if you keep trying to forget your past and keep trying to ignore the things that you've done or the things that has been done to you in your past, you're going to continue to repeat that cycle from your past. So acknowledge your past. Who cares? Don't nobody care about that. And if they do care, they don't matter about, they don't matter anyway. You need to let them go. You know, people who mind don't matter. You know, people who say it doesn't matter, they mind. You know, so I think I twisted it up, but I think y'all got the gist of it, okay? I want you guys to start loving yourself with all your flaws and all. You know, like, it's okay. You were young and you were dumb. But now you are older and you have a little bit more wisdom. So you know. And the only way you can keep that wisdom is if you acknowledge that past so that you don't keep, so that you don't continue to repeat it. And a lot of times we go through things because we are meant to teach or to help someone else come out of that same situation. But we can't teach or help someone get out of that situation if we're too afraid to look at it in the face. It doesn't matter how ugly it is, honey. You know, it's a part of you. And anything that is a part of you is beautiful and meant to be brought out and meant to be cherished. You know, love every inch and every part of yourself. The next step is to face your demons. This goes a lot with acknowledging what happened to you in the past, but this goes a little bit deeper. Because when I say face your, a lot of people have demons or skeletons in their closet. I want to tread lightly on this. I want to tread lightly on this, you guys. A lot of people have skeletons in their closet that they don't want to break out. You know, 
and they're scared, they're scared that if they break some skeletons out, that it's going to either hurt them in their position a little bit more, or it's going to hurt the person, or it's going to hurt the person that it either happened to or did it to them a little bit more. But the only way that you can walk and live in your truth, the only way you can bring up your kingdom is if you got to empty that closet out. You got to clean out that closet like you spring cleaning, baby. You got to get the dusty. You got to get the vacuum. We got to get some pine sauce in this clean. You got to get the dustpan. You got to get the broom. You got to wipe down the walls, the baseboards. You got to up. I don't need this. Throw it in the trash. That's what you got to do when you face the skeletons that's in your closet. Because nine times out of ten, it happens to somebody else that you know. Nine times out of ten, someone else that you know or someone else out there is going through the same situation. But you too afraid to let it go. You know, let let it go. I know it's easier said than done. Trust me, I know because there are still some things that I'm trying to let go. But babe, we're going to do this together. We're going to let it go. We're about to go up in this closet. And every bad thing that has happened to us that we want to leave trapped in the closet because we feel like somebody just isn't going to understand. We feel like someone is just going to be too judgmental for me to open up and tell you this is what happened to me. And I'm walking around angry and pissed off all the time because I have this weight on my shoulder and I don't know how to let it go because I'm too afraid to face the skeletons in my closet. Baby, mm -mm, we don't let it go. We are going to feel that. Weight lift up off of our shoulders. We are gonna let it go. And let me tell you, you know, a lot of times, um, we feel like we can't let it go until we feel closed. <laughs> you know, we can't let it go or we can't face them skeletons or them demons in our closet because the person who did it to us won't give us closure. Baby, screw them. And if I was still a cursing woman, I would say a few other words, but they, I'm just gonna stick with screw them. You don't, yeah, having that closure is nice. You know, having them come to you saying, hey, I did this and I am sorry that I hurt you in this way. I really am sorry. But, you know, back then I was young and that's really not an excuse, but I am sorry and I hope that this helps give you closure. That would be really nice to hear, but sometimes you got to tell yourself that, baby. Sometimes it's not even the fact that they won't give you closure. It's the fact that you won't give yourself closure. And what what you mean? What what do you mean that I won't give myself closure? What do you mean? I mean that you allow you allow it to hurt you. You allow it to bother you. How do you not allow it to hurt you and not allow it to bother you? Because you have to be the one that's strong enough to say, I let it go. You know, them giving you closure is equivalent to you saying, I forgive you. Yeah, what they did was bad. It was real bad. And it hurt you to your core. What they did made you not trust you. What it, what they did made you search for love even harder in all the wrong places. Or it made you love differently or not want to love at all in all the right places. Even when you had people that were too good to you, you knew they were too good to you. And they knew they were too good to you. But you hurt them before they could hurt you. But why? Why you do that? Because you was afraid that they was going to hurt you. So, 
You gotta say, I forgive you. I don't even care about your closure no more. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna let you not wanting to give me closure affect my life anymore. I'm not gonna let it affect my marriage. I'm not gonna let it affect my relationship. I'm not gonna let it affect my mind. I'm not gonna let it affect my soul. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna let it go. Because I've noticed that you're just not worth it. If you can't come to me and see that I am a worthy enough person, all the good that I have done, and all the good things that I am going to do in my future, and say that I was wrong and I want to come to you and give you closure, you're not worth it anyway. I'm worth it. And I forgive you. because Not for you. I don't forgive you for you. I forgive you for me because as long as I'm forgiving you for me, I'm going to be able to let it go and move on with my life. And you just not going to affect me anymore. Now, I'm not saying that doing this and making this move is never going to come back up again. Because a lot of times things that happen to you in the past is a lot like PTSD. You can be walking down the street and you can get a whiff of something, some type of must. And it can send you way back to 1993, baby. It can send you way back to 1987. It can send you way back to 1925, you know, or you can be walking in the kitchen and your mama or your auntie or your girlfriend or your wife or your husband can be cooking, can be cooking some fat back meat and corn. And all of a sudden, you done been taken back all the way to that time your mama boyfriend hit you upside the head and ever since then you hated me. Or ever since then, you know, you had trust issues because your mama didn't protect you because this man done took took the back of a frying pan and whacked you upside the head and now the left side of your face drooped because of this and so now you have trust issues with that. I'm telling you, no, 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 no. It's not going to be easy all the time. And I don't want you to get that in your head because it's not. Sometimes you're going to have good days and you're going to have you're going to have bad days. But take them as they come. And when they come, you need to take it second by second. You know, a lot of people say take it minute by minute or day by day. I'm not that type of person, baby. I got to take it second by second. Because if I take it minute by minute, 55 of those seconds within that minute is going to be me trying to plot how I'm going to do something and we just not going to go there. No, we just let's move on. I want you to determine what is important to you. Taking control of your mind, building up these poor people. Determine what is important to you. So let me break it down to you. What do I mean? Is it important to you to hold on to the past? Or is it important for you to build up the relationship that you have? Because grass is only green when you water it. Right? We have a real terrible problem with getting all grass in our backyard. I don't throw mulch down. Y'all, I don't throw grass seeds down. But I'm very inconsistent when it's time to water it. I feed it all day long. You know, I'll throw some fertilizer back there. You know, I'll I'll throw some extra grass seeds back there. I'll bulk it up all in the same area and pray to God that it's going to rain tomorrow. But what happens when it don't rain the next day? Who's going to water that grass then? Or who, if it don't rain for a week, who's going to water that grass then? That's, you have to water whatever you want to grow you know so you need to determine what is important to you is the past that much more important than the future is your happiness more important than feeling sad or is the sadness more important than feeling happy 
You know, you have to determine what's important to you. Ignore the negative comments. Sometimes you just have to drive by McDonald's and say, you know what, there go Whole Foods, let me run in and get an apple. Sometimes you have to say, you know what, what you said was real negative, but I hope you have a nice day anyway. Sometimes miserable people love to see other people miserable. And as long as you're happy, that's going to hurt them. But baby, keep being happy. You have to ignore the negative comments, the negative thoughts, the negative everything that's around you. Okay? Because, baby, that's like, let's let's just imagine. All right? I want you guys to get in my car and buckle up. We're going to drive down the street real quick. I hope y'all got y'all seatbelts on because I don't take off without everybody got their seatbelts on. All right. So we're driving down the road, right? We see McDonald's. They have a line wrapped around the building. Are we going to get in that line? Because sitting in that line is going to take us about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to get all the way around. Or we can keep driving down the road, driving, do 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 Wait, let me turn the music down. We're driving down the road, do 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 Now we see Whole Foods on the left side. Whole Foods, you know, they park a lot of the little pack, but it's not really that packed. But the same amount of time that it's going to take us to park, unbuckle our seatbelt, shut the door, lock the door, run inside a Whole Foods, get an apple or a banana or an orange or a papaya, whichever you like. It's going to take about 10 to 15 minutes. Same amount of time it's going to take for us to get through that McDonald's parking lot. Which one is more worth it? Is it worth it getting out of your car and running inside the store just so you can feel healthier and better on the inside? Or is it worth it to sit in this long line, be pissed off because it's hot, you're wasting your gas, the person in front of you don't order 10 meals, and they won't be quiet, and just go on, just get a double cheeseburger and a happy meal, and keep it moving, though. They want to order the whole menu. And now by the time you get to the register to pay for your food, the cashier is has an attitude, you know, is real snappy and everything else. Which one is it? Which one is going to be worth it? Because Going to McDonald's, you gonna you gonna see it way faster than you gonna see going to Whole Foods or Chick Fil A. Both, uh, whichever one, comparing Chick Fil A to McDonald's is like comparing oranges to apples. Here we go. You know, healthy, unhealthy. With you gotta figure out how you're going to ignore those negative comments. The way you gonna ignore them negative comments is the same way we got to drive clean past McDonald's. Through McDonald's, we going to Whole Foods. The next one is ignoring negative thoughts, and we're going to think positively. This is where the journal is going to come in handy, because in a section in the journal, it tells you to write down how many times you thought positive today. And focusing on how many times you thought positive is a whole lot better than focusing on how many times you thought negatively. And whenever you put it in your forefront and you start to think positively, you know, it really makes you think about what you're about to think about or what you're about to say. Because if you're thinking, oh, I, I need to, I'm trying to think positively, <laughs> you know, but then Jilly Jane up there at the job and I came up to you and said, you were supposed to have this done. Why haven't you gotten that done? And in your head, you like, if you don't get out of my face, I know something. But instead of saying that, you say, you know what? I did forget to do that. And that's fine. I'm sorry. I'm about to get it done now. You're going to get it done. I mean, you're going to 
keep it moving. We know there's no thing, nothing negative about Jimmy Jane. Because she could have woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. We don't know. Finally, you got. So, counteract every negative thought with a positive thought. So, that's sim very similar to um, ignoring negative thoughts, think positively. So, just, just like I said, whenever you're about to think something negative, just say, uh-uh, no, no, ma'am. Let's take it. Let's dial it back. We're going to think something positively. And that's what we're going to do. So, you guys, we have... Um, Come to the conclusion of this week's podcast. I hope you guys tune in next Monday and listen to my new podcast. Next Monday, we are talking about how to take back your happiness. And of course, this is still going to be within the whole, um, the whole frame of building up your kingdom, building up your village and how we're going to build up that kingdom and build up your, your village within, um, taking back your happiness. I hope you guys enjoyed this week. Again, I want you guys to go over to Facebook, shoot me a message and say, hey, I heard you on um, podcast. I heard you on Apple or Spotify, wherever you heard me from, and say, I really want the life coaching journal. Or you can say, hey, can you send me a life coaching journal? It's completely free. All you got to do is just shoot me a message, shoot me your email, and I will send it over to you. And you have to print it out because... I'm like a really hands-on type of person. And whenever you print it out and you write with your hands, you are really connecting more with your soul or you're really connect, connecting more with your mind. And so more of how you feel really flows from your body into the pen onto the paper. It's like a continuous flow, an electrical flow. It goes from your mind to your body to your soul, your hands, the pen, the paper. And we're done. So, again, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this podcast for the week. I hope you guys have an amazing day. You are beautiful. I want you to stop five times today and say, girl, you are beautiful. You are loved. I love you guys. Have a great day.